Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Iceberg Lounge. We're your hosts, I'm Thomas Single, and with me is Randy Dobbins. Hello. And we are finally on the third part of our Stranger Things Season 4 review. Finally ending the Volume 1 section. We'll be talking about, I would say, is the most important storyline out of the three, which is Eleven's. And so, as we saw in Season 3, she ended up moving with with um, Will. Is it? Yeah, Will and his family. Yeah, Will, Joyce, and Johnson. Yeah. Out to California. And as we start seeing, you know, she she lost her powers and she's also being bullied yeah and we saw that because she was working on a a school project and it was kind of like a diorama about you know historical heroes and she did it about hopper well like technically yeah it would have been a historical thing if, like, everyone knew what was really happening. But no one knows that Hopper basically, like, saved the world. Yeah. Only people from, like, that know. No. Exactly. And so, like, everyone was, like, making fun of her. And it's really this particular group headed by this one girl. Who, for some reason, just has it out against Eleven. I, I have no idea why. Um, and The kids are just like that. Yeah. And and also... Even no, adults are like that. Say that again? I said, I said, to be fair, even adults are like that. Yeah, they they sure can be. Um, and as we see, there was actually a girl trying to flirt with Will... Um, and he kind of moves his foot away, which there, there is kind of an underlining story possibly with that of him might be secretly homosexual. Um, and there's a lot of kind of hints through there, but we'll just have to wait and see if neither confirmed nor denied but we will have to wait and see but anyway yeah like made fun of her started making her cry and stuff and she just like sat down and you know afterwards she was like I guess leaving school and this group of people you know headed by that one girl Started bullying her again, like, and, like, destroyed her diorama that she worked hard on. Like, being complete jerks. And then what makes it so much worse is Eleven then tried to use her powers, and nothing happened. So it just made her look like a crazy person. Exactly. And 
then the te- teacher, her teacher from earlier walked up and was like, hey, you know, who did this? And Eleven didn't want to say anything out of fear of being, like, hurt even more. Exactly, but the teacher already knew probably who it was and told the girl to... Come to the principal's office with her. Exactly, which that made it worse because it's just like I didn't even say anything. And on her a snitch. Exactly. And so then um, 11's boyfriend, Mike, Mike is coming from Hawkins over for uh, spring break, you know. Why you let your 14, 15 years old kid, because remember, they're freshmen in high school. Yeah, true. Why you let your 14, 15-year-old son get on an airplane <laughs> and fly halfway across the country by himself? Yeah, literally by himself. I will never understand. I don't, I don't know either, because it... It doesn't make any sense, but he flies to California. I mean, given his dad, I understand that. Yeah, like... We're uh, big Mr. Wheeler haters. Like, he is the worst, absolute worst character. Like, if this might sound so horrible, but if any character needs to be killed off this season, it needs to be him. Mr. Mr. Wheeler hater t-shirt's coming soon. (laughs) Uh, and so we were sitting there watching and you know he arrives and you know everyone's happy and well sort of like Will was happy but like he he gives major third Willin vibes they don't, so, call, they don't call him, uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say they don't call him, uh, uh, third Wheeler because his last name is Wheeler, but he's not Mike Wheeler. That's <laughs> no. And so he ends up going, they ended up talking and, you know, how are you? And Eleven starts lying. Like, she's like, yeah, everything's great, you know, I have all these friends, you know, you want to go to the skating rink. And so, to Mike's eyes, you know, everything, everything's going well. And you kind of just see Will in the background just like, yeah, she lying. And they ended up going to the skating rink. And once it gets there, um, you know, they started having a good time. You know, Mike is kind of like a newborn deer on his skates, but Eleven's there. And then all of a sudden, here comes the popular girl with her gang, basically, inside. Um, And Eleven started acting like everything was good, that they were friends and everything. And it seemed like she was, like, trying to possibly... Because we thought she was going to try to get with uh, Mike. 
to get back at her. But no. She ended up dragging Eleven onto the rink, putting her in the middle, and like like completely bullying her in front of everyone. Even the DJ was in on it. And it played Wop Out. Exactly. And and when the music ended, they ended up throwing like a milkshake on her. Exactly. And so she ends up, you know, running away and and hiding. And then she starts hearing them, you know, talking outside. And she ends up getting mad. Mike's like, you know, why did you lie to me, basically? And even Will was just like, you shouldn't have lied to him. You should have told him the truth. Look, just tell the truth to people. Exactly. And so then she gets angry. And she's like, well, I can't use my powers, but I got an idea. She starts walking, and at this point, me and Randy, we were rooting her on. We're like, oh, boy. I thought sitting there like, girl, go get your lick back. Go get your lick back. And she ends up grabbing someone else's skate and just busting this girl in the head. Like on the bridge of the nose. Like broke her nose. She is bleeding horribly. And she is crying. And Jonathan ends up you know, picking her up, you know, with his his new friend. Argyle. Yeah, Argyle, who works at Surfer Boy. And not, also... This is know. not a... Uh, this is not a sponsor, but uh, go try the new Surfer Boy's Pizza at Walmart. Yeah, they have many different flavors. They have uh, jalapeno pineapple, they have meat lovers, they have, they have pito pepperoni, and I think they have cheese. So like we we highly suggest it. Yeah, we 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 had to try it ourselves. It was it was good. Um and so now they were Jonathan was basically kind of picking at 11 like a big brother would and it was just and they were kind of both making fun of the whole situation. And they get back and oh, little side thing. Um, Nancy and Jonathan are kinda iffy right now because Jonathan was supposed to go to Hawkins for spring break, but didn't because it ends up he's not gonna go to the same college Nancy did. He's going to somewhere else, and he hasn't told her yet. Um, so. Right now, like, more than likely, I feel Nancy's going to end up breaking up with him. Yeah, and getting back together. With Big Daddy Steve. With Steve, the the greatest babysitter. And so now, anyway, back to, to the Eleven story. The cops show up. <laughs> and they were talking to her and such. And they ended up arresting her. And, like, before this, she was up there talking with um, 
Mike and was like, I'm a monster. Like, I, I do not belong here. I, I'm a monster. I'm not a superhero. And this doesn't help the fact that now she's in handcuffs and getting arrested. And she ends up, you know, they end up taking her to jail. By the way, I'm just like, why did you not try to talk <coughs> talk to her legal guardian or parent first before arresting her? Yeah, yeah, because we, we have to remember at this time, Joyce is, is, gone. is gone to Alaska, as you heard in episode, in our second part of of this series. And so Jonathan really's in charge. And the cops weren't just having it that Yeah. And they're like basically, okay, we're taking this kid without letting her parents know. Let's go. Exactly. And so as they're driving away, um, we come to find out that there are two different sides to the US government that are wanting to use Eleven. There's hashtag justice for L and hashtag no justice for L. And so you have, like you said, the, the good side who wants to use her for good. And then there is... Hashtag no justice for L. Yeah, a bad side. And so now it's trying to figure out, okay, who's in each. So... Now, they the police car gets stopped by these group of people, and it ends up being, um, uh, what's his name? Papa. No, it, it's the dude associated with Papa. Oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, and he was like, "She's good, you know. We're part of the U.S. government. We're taking her." And the cops were just like, okay. <laughs> and like, why they hand her over to the U.S. government. <laughs> Still, Joyce does not know any of this. My thing is, one, why have y'all not called Joyce? Two, why would the cops just willingly turn over a minor to a group of people who just come up and say, hey, we're with the government, we're taking her, and just go, alright. Why would y'all not look into that? She's a minor. Only thing I can say is it's the 80s. And I guess it was looser back then. I don't know. That's what he said. <laughs> anyway. um, So they end up taking her and, you know... They're kind of discussing. They're like, look, we need you. Um, Hawkins needs you. The world needs you. Because there's something coming that is, is basically going to destroy the world. And Eleven basically is like, I, I don't have my powers, you know. And they end up going from California to the middle of the desert in Nevada. I think it's Ruth, Nevada. Yeah. Which, fun fact, the main song from the season 
or one of the main songs is Running Up That Hill, which you can shorten to R-U-T-H. Exactly. And so they go to this bunker, what used to be an old silo. And they're like, all right, let's come down here. And they walk down. And all of a sudden, there's Papa. And she tried to escape at one point when she saw him because obviously what all she's been through. And so right now we're trying to figure out is Papa part of the good side of the government or not? And honestly, we still don't know. Because, I mean, I don't, one, I don't blame her for running away. I mean, someone like tortures you like that and takes you away from your family. Like, yeah, you're going to run away too. Exactly. Papa is just like, don't really, like you said, don't really know what side he's on. But I, I kind of feel like he's on the good side, but I'm still like, it's still out there on. Like, maybe at the beginning he was on the bad side, but now he's kind of. Middle. In the middle, if not like. With uh, good leaning. Yeah, good leaning. And so, while this is happening, another part of the U.S. government is at the California House. And they're like, hey, um, we need to protect you. There's a bad side of the government that that, that wants 11. My thing, if they know that, they say, hey, there's a bad side of the government. They're looking for 11. They're gonna kill her. Yeah. Why? And if, cause my th- here's my thing, if they could easily find where Eleven was living, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they move the these kids somewhere more protect where they can protect them more than the house that they easily found them at? Exactly. And so you had some of these people basically living with Jonathan and the kids now. And they're sitting there watching TV and just... Weirdly enough, they're watching golf. Yeah, and... So, they're like, okay, we need to find a way to kind of... Kind of ditch these people. And they were sitting there thinking, and they were like, let's call Surfer Boy. And they're like, hey, we're hungry. And they kind of felt like... I guess, like, uh, what's the correct word? Like, like they didn't want to really take care of them. But they're like, okay, we have to, so we're going to feed you. And the plan was to jump into the van and get, get, get gone. And so they call them up and everything, and... That's when uh, stuff breaks loose and there are people trying to come in and kill everyone. Or at least try to try to kidnap the rest of the kids. They ended, and, they ended up like just like escaping, jumping in Argyle's, uh, saving one of the guys that got shot and saving him and getting in Argyle's van. Exactly. 
And that agent ends up dying, but basically giving them a clue. A clue, which come to find out, they end up going to Utah. So Eleven's in Nevada, got traveled to Nevada. They are gone to Utah because they're like, we need someone to help figure this out. And so they're going to Dustin's girlfriend who lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. And so, but first they got to, you know, bury the dead body. So these kids now have buried a dead body and now are heading to Salt Lake City. And so they get there. And a girl opens the door, and I was like, this cannot be Dustin's girlfriend now. At first, I thought it was. But, no, it's her older sister. They ended up talking, and she was like, my dad took my computer away because he got mad that I changed Dustin's grades. And they ended up using her dad's computer to figure out where Eleven is. So they ended up finding where Eleven is through through the the clue that the dude gave before he died. And so now they're heading from Utah to Ruth, Nevada. All right, so back to Eleven because that pretty much clears up that part of the story and so we'll be focusing on 11 the rest of the time they are she tried to escape and they ended up like drugging her and papa was like telling her like look like let me talk to you for a second you can either stay here and work with me because we need you to save the world. And Hawkins. Or you can leave. And I'll let you leave. It's up to you. And she ends up deciding to help out. So they ended up trying to figure out a way to get her powers back. And they start putting her in a... Uh, Nina, which is a tank with water in it that she floats in. A sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. As she's watching footage from Hawkins' lab back in the day. Yeah. And through there, she's able to kind of transport herself mentally back to those memories of that time. And it keeps not working. At one point, they almost lost her. Like, she started, like, convulsing. And they keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it seems like, come to find out, apparently, when season three happened, and she finally, you know, defeated the Mind Flayer, Apparently, she had, like, a mini stroke that caused her to forget 
all that she went through in Hawkins Laboratory, pretty much. And that's why she lost her powers. Well, throughout all this, she's been, like I said, kind of going back in her memory and unlocking her memories again. And there's this one dude who keeps coming in. He's sort of a... I wouldn't say a nurse, but kind of like a a babysitter, almost, for the kids while they do their experiments and such. And his name is Peter Ballard. And throughout these memories, he keeps helping her. He keeps, it seems like during that time, he was helping her because he saw something in her that no one else saw well he also said he she reminded him of number one which number one at that time was like a legend to everyone else i mean we have two you know on two and on but there's no number one and he starts like implanting this stuff like you know Papa lies and all this other stuff well she is getting bullied by number two in his group of people and she ends up defeating number two in a a test that that Papa put out where they were trying to push each other back from inside of the square, almost like a mental sumo match. And they ended up, and Eleven ended up winning with the help of Peter because Peter was like, how he does this is he thinks of a memory that affects him very badly and that amplifies his strength. And so she started doing that with the memory of her mom being taken away from her that one day at Hawkins' lab. And that's what defeated Two. Well, Two's embarrassed. And so Eleven gets, you know, her extra hour of, of like, playtime. And somehow Two and his group was able to come in and turn off the camera somehow, which is very weird how they knew how to do that and basically really bullied her and was like don't tell anyone or we will kill you and so now basically she had a concussion because they threw her up against the wall and Papa was like you know who did this to you? She didn't say nothing, just like she didn't say nothing to the teacher. And so he was like, we'll get this fixed. And he lined all of them up and basically said, you know, someone did this to Eleven. Who did this? And two was being sarcastic. It was like, maybe she failed. You know how clumsy she is. And at at that point, 
he knew who it was. So he put a shock collar on number two, and every time he would tell a lie, he would turn up the electricity. And, like, it was insane. And previously, uh, Peter got shocked himself. He was getting tased by the others because he helped. He got, they figured out she helped. I mean, he helped 11 beat two. So now we get to a part to where we are basically Peter is going to help Eleven escape because he doesn't want her to be trapped in here all of her life. Well, as he's helping her, Eleven notices something implanted in his neck. A, a look like a chip or something. He ends up telling her that it's a uh, tracker that Papa put in him. Exactly. And she's like, well, you're helping me. Let me help you. And so she used her powers to get out of his skin. And he goes, you stay here. Let me go do something, but do not leave here. And he goes in, and so this jumps back to the beginning of season four when we saw the massacre happen. And we all thought that it was Eleven that did it. But no. Like we... Like we it basically comes out that Peter is actually number one, and his real name is Henry Creel. And so he starts using his powers, boom, starts killing everybody. Everybody that he sees he kills. And I guess he thought he killed um, Papa, but he didn't. And he starts killing everybody and come to find out that that chip not only trapped him, but suppressed his powers. Because apparently uh, Papa was scared of him because he knew he couldn't control him like he probably could with Eleven. And so that, that chip was implanted in him and he just became someone that helped out. And... Eleven walks in and starts seeing him do all this. And he turned around and said, I told you to stay back there. And basically starts talking to her like, you know, we can create, recreate this world, you know. You know, we can, we can do all this stuff. We can bring balance to the world. And... Eleven was like, no, no. And so he was like, you know, basically, I'm going to have to kill you, too, now. And they, you know, 
using their mental powers. But then 11, you know, using the tactics that number one helped him with, helped her with to defeat number two, just, just went like super saiyan and just threw him up against the wall and just screaming. She's bleeding from her eyes and her nose at this point. And his body starts like, almost like he got Thanos snapped almost. Starts like dusting away. And then he ends up getting thrown into the first ever opening into the upside down. And as Henry Creel number one, a.k.a. Peter Ballard, starts falling through the sky of the upside down. So this is... You basically see how Eleven created the first uh, portal to the Upside Down, which you kind of see, you don't exactly see, but you kind of see in the first episode of Season 1. Exactly, because that's why Papa comes in at the beginning of Season 4 and goes, what have you done? And that's when the Upside Down was discovered. But anyway. So eleven, I mean, one was falling through the sky, and as he's falling through the sky and the upside down, he starts getting struck by lightning. Just keeps getting struck by lightning, which transforms him into the body he has now, a Vecna. And so, up to this point, we've seen his transformation from um, Henry Creel. As a kid. To him technically being number one. To him changing his name to Peter Ballard. To him in his final form becoming Vecna. And so that is basically where we're at in Stranger Things until July 1st. When the other episodes come out, that was kind of the big cliffhanger was the creation of Vecna, which brings up some questions of is Vecna the origin of the Mind Flare and everything else, or is the Mind Flare the creation of everything else? Because that's kind of a big thing of who is really the the top person in the Upside Down. Is it the Mind Flayer or is it Vecna? Because right now it's really kind of blurry on... Because I know Dustin, the way he explains it is the, the... Gorgons and the Demidogs are your are the foot soldiers, and Vecna is the five star general, which makes me think that the real big bad is the Mind Flare, which should still be in there unless it got destroyed in season three. And if it truly got destroyed in season three, then the next one in line would have to be Vecna. Yeah. But then there's another thing that points me to Vecna, 
because in season three at the end before he kills Billy, it was kind of like a spider-like monster. And number one had an obsession with Black Widows. Yeah. And this is why this is the why. mind flare and everyone wants to destroy Eleven. So it, it's I feel like it will be answered in these next two episodes coming up. But as of right now, I have no idea who's really in charge of the Upside Down, whether it's Vecna or whether it's the Mind Flayer. As of right now, we have three days until the new episodes come out, and then we have to wait like three years until the next season. No, no. Remember they said that it was going to be shorter. A shorter time. I know. So, um... To be fair, this one was supposed to come out earlier, but because of COVID. Yeah, the pandemic happened with slow filming. But yeah, that's where we're at now. So, let me throw out a Spotify question for this episode. Who do you think's in charge of the Upside Down? The Mind Flayer or Vecna? Comment that in our in spot our Spotify question, and uh, we will bring it up in the next episode of the Iceberg Lounge. Want more content from me and Randy? Go check us out on t- Twitch at Iceberg Gaming TTV, and it's K Town Gaming where we stream multiple games live. We are also on YouTube at Thomas RJ Engel and K-Town Gaming, where we play three games and have other content for you to enjoy. If you want to follow us on social media, all of the others, will, all of them will be in the details of this episode. Support us at patreon.com forward slash TRJI where you can get our content first before anyone. If you are unable to invest in us monetarily, then you can you can by following, leaving reviews, chatting with us, liking, commenting, and sharing. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening to the Iceberg Lounge. Don't forget to give us a follow, leave us a review, and share this episode. No, God loves you, and we love you, and always remember, all to God, see you in the next episode.